Section One of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Seven. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Seven by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Section One. When it was the six hundred and thirty seventh night, Shahrazad continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Sa'adan, having broken into the palace of King Jamak and pounded to pieces those therein, the survivors cried out, Quarter, quarter! And Sa'adan said to them, Pinion your king. So they bound Jamak and took him up, and Sa'adan drove them before him like sheep, and brought them to Garib's presence, after the most part of the citizens had perished by the enemy's swords. When the king of Babel came to himself, he found himself bound, and heard Sa'adan say, I will sup to-night off this king Jamak, whereupon he turned to Garib and cried to him, I throw myself on thy mercy. Replied Garib, Become a Moslem, and thou shalt be safe from the gull, and from the vengeance of the living one who ceaseth not. So Jamak professed al-Islam with heart and tongue, and Garib bade loose his bonds. Then he expounded the faith to his people, and they all became true believers after which Jamak returned to the city, and dispatched thence provant land henchmen to Garib, and wine to the camp before Babel, where they passed the night. On the morrow Garib gave the signal for the march, and they fared on till they came to Mayafarikin, which they found empty, for its people had heard what had befallen Babel, and had fled to Kufa city, and told Ajib, when he heard the news, his doom-day appeared to him, and he assembled his braves, and informing them of the enemy's approach, ordered them make ready to do battle with his brother's host, after which he numbered them, and found them thirty thousand horse and ten thousand foot. So, needing more, he levied other fifty thousand men, cavalry and infantry, and taking horse amid a mighty host, rode forwards till he came upon his brother's army encamped before Mosul, and pitched his tents in face of their lines. Then Garib wrote a writ, and said to his officers, Which of you will carry this letter to Ajib? Whereupon Sahim sprang to his feet and cried, O king of the age, I will bear thy missive, and bring thee back an answer. So Garib gave him the epistle, and he repaired to the pavilion of Ajib, who, when informed of his coming, said, Admit him, and when he stood in the presence, asked him, Whence comest thou? Answered Sahim, From the king of the Arabs and the Persians, son-in-law of Khosroi, king of the world, who sendeth thee a writ, so do thou return him a reply. Quoth Ajib, Give me the letter. 
Accordingly Sahim gave it to him, and he tore it open and found therein, In the name of Allah the Compassionating, the Compassionate, peace on Abraham the friend await. But afterwards, as soon as this letter shall come to thy hand, do thou confess the unity of the bountiful king, causer of causes, and mover of the clouds, and leave worshipping idols, and thou do this thing, thou art my brother and ruler over us, and I will pardon thee the deaths of my father and mother, nor will I reproach thee with what thou hast done. But an thou obey not my bidding, behold, I will hasten to thee, and cut off thy head, and lay waste thy dominions. Verily, I give thee good counsel, and the peace be on those who pace the path of salvation, and obey the Most High King. When Ajib read these words, and knew the threat they contained, his eyes sank into the crown of his head, and he gnashed his teeth, and flew into a furious rage. Then he tore the letter in pieces, and threw it away, which vexed Sahim, and he cried out upon Ajib, saying, Allah, wither thy hand for the deed thou hast done. With this Ajib cried out to his men, saying, Seize yonder hound, and hew him in pieces with your hangers. So they ran at Sahim, but he bared blade, and fell upon them, and slew of them more than fifty braves, after which he cut his way out, though bathed in blood, and won back to Garib, who said, What is this case, O Sahim? And he told him what had passed, whereat he grew livid for rage, and crying, Allahu Akbar, God is most great, bade the battle-drums beat. So the fighting men donned their hauberks and coats of straight-woven mail and baldricked themselves with their swords. The footmen drew out in battle array, whilst the horsemen mounted their prancing horses and dancing camels and leveled their long lances, and the champions rushed into the field. Ajib and his men also took horse, and host charged down upon host, and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the six hundred and thirty-eighth night, she pursued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Garib and his merry men took horse, Ajib and his troops also mounted, and host charged down upon host, then ruled the Kazi of battle, in whose ordinance is no wrong, for a seal is on his lips, and he speaketh not, and the blood railed in rills, and purfled earth with curious embroidery. Heads grew grey, and hotter waxed battle, and fiercer. Feet slipped, and stood firm the valiant, and pushed forwards, whilst turned the faint heart and fled. Nor did they leave fighting till the day darkened and the night starkened. Then clashed the symbols of retreat, and the two hosts drew apart from each other, and returned to their tents where they righted. Next morning, as soon as it was day, the symbols beat to battle and deringdu, and the warriors donned their harness of fight, and baldricked their blades, the brightest bright, and with the brown lance bedight, mounted doughty steed every night, and cried out, saying, This day no flight.
and the two hosts drew out in battle array like the surging sea. The first to open the chapter of war was Sahim, who craved his destrier between the two lines, and played with swords and spears, and turned over all the capitula of combat, till men of choicest wits were confounded. Then he cried out, saying, Who is for fighting? Who is for jousting? Let no sluggard come out, nor weakling. Whereupon there rushed at him a horseman of the kafirs, as he were a flame of fire. But Sahim let him not stand long before him, ere he overthrew him with a thrust. Then a second came forth, and he slew him also, and a third, and he tear him in twain, and a fourth, and he did him to death. Nor did they cease sallying out to him, and he left not slaying them, till it was noon, by which time he had laid low two hundred braves. Then Ajib cried to his men, Charge once more, and sturdy host on sturdy host down bore, and great was the clash of arms and battle roar. The shining swords out rang, the blood in streams ran, and footmen rushed upon footmen. Death showed in van, and horse-hoof was shodden with skull of man, nor did they cease from sore smiting till waned the day, and the night came on in black array, when they drew apart, and returning to their tents, passed the night there. As soon as morning morrowed, the two hosts mounted, and sought the field of fight, and the Moslems looked for Garib to back steed and ride under the standards, as was his wont, but he came not. So Sahim sent to his brother's pavilion a slave who, finding him not, asked the tent-pitchers, but they answered, We know not of him. Whereat he was greatly concerned, and went forth, and told the troops, who refrained from battle, saying, An Garib be absent, his foe will destroy us. Now there was for Garib's absence a cause, strange but true, which we will set out in order due. And it was thus. When Ajib returned to his camp on the preceding night, he called one of his guardsmen by name, Sayar, and said to him, O oh, Sayar, I have not treasured thee save for a day like this, and now I bid thee enter among Garib's host, and pushing into the marquee of their lord, bring him hither to me, and prove how wily thy cunning be. And Sayar said, I hear and I obey. So he repaired to the enemy's camp, and stealing into Garib's pavilion, under the darkness of the night, when all the men had gone to their places of rest, stood up as though he were a slave to serve Garib, who, present, being athirst, called to him for water. So he brought him a pitcher of water, drugged with bang, and Garib could not fulfil his need ere he fell down with head distancing heels, whereupon Sayar wrapped him in his cloak, and carrying him to Ajib's tent, threw him down at his feet. Quoth Ajib, O Sayar, what is this? Quoth he, This be thy brother, Garib. Whereat Ajib rejoiced, and said, The blessings of the idols light upon thee. Loose him, and wake him. 
so they made him sniff up vinegar, and he came to himself and opened his eyes, then finding himself bound and in a tent other than his own, exclaimed, There is no majesty, and there is no might save in Allah, the glorious, the great. Thereupon Ajib cried out at him, saying, Dost thou draw on me, O dog, and seek to slay me, and take on me thy blood-reek of thy father and thy mother? I will send thee this very day to them, and rid the world of thee. Replied Garib, Kafir hound, soon shalt thou see against whom the wheels of fate shall revolve, and who shall be overthrown by the wrath of the Almighty King, who wotteth what is in hearts, and who shall leave thee in Gehenna, tormented and confounded. Have ruth on thyself, and say with me, There is no God but the God, and Abraham is the friend of God. When Ajib heard Garib's words, he sparked and snorted, and railed at his god, the stone, and called for the sworder and the leather rug of blood. But his wazir, who was at heart a Moslem, though outwardly a miscreant, rose, and kissing ground before him, said, Patience, O king, deal not hastily, but wait till we know the conquered from the conqueror. If we prove the victors, we shall have power to him, and, if we be beaten, his being alive in our hands will be a strength to us. And the emir said, The minister speaketh sooth. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the six hundred and thirty-ninth night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Ajib purposed to slay Garib, the wazir rose and said, Deal not hastily, for we have always power to kill him. So Ajib bade, Lay his brother Garib in irons, and chain him up in his own tent, and set a thousand stout warriors to guard him. Meanwhile, Garib's host, when they awoke that morning, and found not their king, were as sheep sands a shepherd. But Sa'adan the gull cried out at them, saying, O folk, don your war-gear, and trust your lord to defend you. So Arabs and Ajams mounted horse, after clothing themselves in hauberks of iron, and skirting themselves in straight-knit mail, and sallied forth to the field, the chiefs and the colours moving in van, then dashed out the gull of the mountain with a club on his shoulder two hundred pounds in weight and wheeled and careered saying ho worshippers of idols come ye out and renown it this day for tis a day of onslaught whoso knoweth me hath enough of my mischief and whoso knoweth me not i will make myself known to him i am saadan servant of king garib who is for jousting who is for fighting let no faint heart come forth to me to-day nor weakling and there rushed upon him a champion of the infidels as he were a flame of fire and drove at him but saadan charged home at him and dealt him with his club a blow which broke his ribs and cast him lifeless to the earth
then he called out to his sons and slaves saying light the bonfire and whoso falleth of the kafirs do ye dress him and roast him well in the flame then bring him to me that i may break my fast on him so they kindled the fire midmost the plain and laid thereon the slain till he was cooked when they brought him to saadan who gnawed his flesh and crunched his bones when the miscreants saw the mountain gull do this deed they were frighted with sore right but ajib cried out to his men saying out on you fall upon the ogre and hew him in hunks with your scimitars so twenty thousand men ran at saadan whilst the footmen circled round him and rained upon him darts and shafts so that he was wounded in four and twenty places and his blood ran down upon the earth and he was alone then the host of the moslems crave at the heathenry calling for help upon the lord of the three worlds and they ceased not from fight and fray till the day came to an end when they drew apart but the infidels had captured saadan as he were a drunken man for loss of blood and they bound him fast and set him by garib who seeing the gull a prisoner said there is no majesty and there is no might save in allah the glorious the great o saadan what case is this o my lord replied saadan it is allah extolled and exalted be he who ordaineth joy and annoy and there is no help but this and that betide and garib rejoined thou speakest sooth o saadan but ajib passed the night in joy and he said to his men mount ye on the morrow and fall upon the moslems so shall not one of them be left alive and they replied hearkening and obedience this is how it fared with them but as regards the moslems they passed the night dejected and weeping for their king and saadan but sahim said to them o folk be not concerned for the aidance of almighty allah is nigh then he waited till midnight when he assumed the garb of a tent pitcher and repairing to ajib's camp made his way between the tents and pavilions till he came to the king's marquis where he saw him seated on his throne surrounded by his princes so he entered and going up to the candles which burnt in the tent snuffed them and sprinkled levigated henbane on the wicks after which he withdrew and waited without the marquis till the smoke of the burning henbane reached ajib and his princes and they fell to the ground like dead men then he left them and went to the prison tent where he found garib and saadan guarded by a thousand braves who were overcome with sleep so he cried out at the guards saying woe to you sleep not but watch your prisoners and light the cressets presently he filled the cresses with firewood on which he strewed henbane and lighting it went round about the tent with it till the smoke entered the nostrils of the guards and they all fell asleep drowned by the drug when he entered the tent and finding garib and saadan also insensible he aroused them by making them smell and sniff 
at a sponge full of vinegar he had with him. Thereupon he loosed their bonds and collars, and when they saw him, they blessed him and rejoiced in him. After this they went forth and took all the arms of the guards, and Sahim said to them, Go to your own camp, while he re-entered Ajib's pavilion, and wrapping him in his cloak, lifted him up and made for the Moslem encampment. And the Lord, compassionate, protected him, so that he reached Garib's tent in safety and unrolled the cloak before him. Garib looked at its contents, and seeing his brother Ajib bound, cried out, Allahu Akbar, God is most great, Edans, victory. And he blessed Sahim and bade him arouse Ajib. So he made him smell the vinegar mixed with incense, and he opened his eyes, and finding himself bound and shackled, hung down his head earthwards. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section one.